When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast and now a videocast as well. Now, you can hear the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also see the videocast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. That's the easiest way. It's finally here, week one of the NFL season. As we have in the past, we'll go game by game, starting with Thursday night's game to kick off the season. Uh, Cowboys at Bucks, a comeback by Dak Prescott seems in order. I like him. I like both Zeke Elliott. I like C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper is a start as well. I actually like Dak over Tom Brady this week and in week one. Dak has something to prove with his wheels, I think, as well as his arm. Eric? Okay. Let's just get this one thing straight. <laughs> Tampa Bay, not the Cowboys, won the Super Bowl last year. That's true. They were unbeatable down the stretch. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't see this. So if you look at games as possible blowouts one way or the other, only the Bucks are going to possibly blow out the Cowboys, not vice versa. That's and, true. No, I'll and so Dak hasn't played a snap in the preseason. He had a shoulder go from a mild, oh, that kind of hurt a little bit to keeping him out of every practice in the preseason and games. So I don't see where the Cowboys are all of a sudden, what they do offensive line-wise to all of a sudden get back Ezekiel Elliott to be relevant. Nothing. So they haven't played at all in the preseason. There's nothing here that says the Cowboys have a chance. Fantasy-wise, I think... Brady and the Tampa Bay offense will go off like they look like they were doing pretty much every preseason game. And I don't know. I mean, they've got everybody back. The coaching staff is solid. I don't see Tampa Bay really struggling in this one. I could be shocked, but I don't think I will be. So I think everybody that's got a Tampa Bay uniform on, that's a fantasy, you know, choice. I don't think their running backs are at least at this point in the season but I would go with everybody in the passing game, including Tom Brady. Brady just usually starts off a little slow. I think that's where I'm going with this. And All I right. Think- All right. I'll give you that. But consider that the way he finished off the second half of last season, first half of the season, he's just learning a completely new offense, completely new players, all of which he's played a full season with now, including having that playbook. So I think this might be a little different start than what last year was for him. All right. Be- Jags at Texans. Deshaun Watson is a sit. He's likely going to be a healthy scratch all season, which means Tyrod Taylor, Jeff Driscoll, and Ryan Finley. So uh, I, I think there are many better options that you might have out there, which means I like nobody here. And it's on to the Trevor Lawrence show. <laughs> I can't argue with you. Now, finally, Tyrod Taylor, although no one's going to have him playing this week, although he might not be a bad play, especially if your starting quarterback has a tough matchup. Like if your starting quarterback's Dak Prescott, I might think starting Tyrod Taylor this week because he's now going to get to play unlike last year. And he's 
a dual threat quarterback. He makes good decisions. He's a good player. Um, I think nobody on the Jags is going to have like they're as bad as they were last year. This year, I think they have a good chance of being worse um, just because everybody's new, including uh, Trevor Lawrence and um, and uh, the, the head coach for the Jaguars. Well, I think, uh, you know, this is a game that it's everybody's going to watch. TV's going to cover it really heavily. I mean, due to the fact that it's Trevor Lawrence. And I think that's that's the game, you know, here. And that's the play. I, I just don't see anything else coming from this game. You know, Seahawks and Colts want to jump down there. I'm really liking DK Metcalf. You know that from last year. Really like Tyler Lockett, too. I mean, he's coming off for a, a second, what, second thousand yard year. Uh, teamed up with Russell Wilson. I'd play, wait, and see on both Will Disley and Gerald Everett at tight end, who was acquired for the Rams over the, over the offseason. And Chris Carson is a featured back here. And he's serviceable. He's definitely serviceable. Remember when the joke in when Michael Jordan was in college, who's the only who's what was it? Who's the who's the only person who can hold Michael Jordan within under 20 points in a game? And the answer was Dean Smith. Mm -hmm. That's what I think when it comes to Seattle's offense, the only one that can hold them back is Pete Carroll. Yeah, because obviously through the air, they can do whatever pretty much they want to do. But if you take the long-range view, where Pete Carroll wants to be at the end of the season is a good balance attack, which for them is going to be a good running game with Chris Carson, great defense, and then plays by Russell Wilson, but not 50 throws a game. That's why I'd be a little leery of, of uh, the Seattle passing game. Not that they won't get points, but they won't be, I don't think, at least to start the year in Pete Carroll's mind, they don't want to be leading the league in passing. Good point. What about the Colts? The Colts I like, but I, because Carson Wentz is such a huge question mark, I think their roster is built to contend for not only the division against the Titans, but work their way into the playoffs. And They, they have the roster to, to go all the way or compete for the Super Bowl. Um, but the big question mark is Carson Wentz, and because he broke his foot, it was he was going to be out indefinitely, what was it, five to 12 weeks? And that he's back playing right now, hasn't gotten any work in the preseason with a brand new team. I know he's back with uh, uh, Frank Reich as a head coach who was his offensive coordinator, quarterback coach with the Eagles. Um, I still think it's going to take him some time. So I don't really like, uh, and I, I think T.Y. Hilton, right, is out to start the right. year. I are. So, yeah, I don't know. Other than Jonathan Taylor, I know their offensive line is solid. And maybe maybe Carson Wentz could offer them something in the play-action game so that their running game is effective, which I think it will be. So Jonathan Taylor, I think, could be a play here. You know, I, with T.Y. out, I, the guy I like here is, is Michael Pittman. It's uh, sec, what second year for him yeah. and uh, USC wide receiver. I, I think he's going to have a breakout. I mean, uh, I think by midseason, Michael Pittman – depending on Carson Wentz, could be a, a wide receiver one. I really do. I think. I, think I agree with you. He had a solid year yeah. last year with Philip Rivers, who was on his last year. But like I said, to start the year, no, I would be leery just because of Carson Wentz. Jets and Panthers, Zach Wilson era begins here, but I see a rough outing from him against the Panthers D. That means I sit Corey Davis. I like Tevin Coleman for at least a flex play and keep an eye on the injury reports for Michael Carter, the rookie running back. If he's healthy, he's worth at least a flex. Yeah, I, I'm in love 
uh, player-wise was Zach Wilson. And so whoever he's throwing to, which is Corey Davis, I think uh, there's no reason to expect they wouldn't continue that. Um, but chances are nobody's going – if you've got Zach Wilson, um, chances are you're going to have somebody else who's more established as your starter. So I would probably play, given the matchup, probably that guy. Um, but – and the Panthers have a solid defense. So I think uh, on the other side, though, the Panthers offensively, hey, this could be – uh, just the change of scenery that Sam Darnold's looking for. And they've always played well, you know, sort of running the ball, good defense. And as long as he doesn't make mistakes, which unfortunately for him, he was prone to do as a New York Jet, um, he'd be somebody I'd, I'd be, I think my first reaction, my gut instinct would be to be patient. Let's see how he does the first two or three weeks, you know, and albeit it is a Jets defense he'll be playing. But I, 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 if I had better options, I'd probably play the better option this week. I think you're right there. You know, and the thing is, they are playing at home. He has, does have something to, uh, to prove against the Jets, but he's not playing in New York, which is going to be uh, a bonus there, I think. Uh, Vikings at Bengals. You know, it all begins with Kirk Cousins and ends with Dalvin Cook and a little Adam Thielen thrown in between. I love Cousins here. Definite starts Thielen and Justin Jefferson should be strong plays if there are no injury issues. Now, there, there was some question marks going into the last couple of weeks, but Irv Smith, he's out on IR, so he's not even in, uh, in the mix at this point. Yeah, I, I think that if you look at the Bengals side, um, Joe Burrow, uh, the fact that he's you know not on the injury report, considered he's going to play, um, I thought last year uh, he would win the player, a rookie of the year award and not Justin Herbert, but then he got hurt. But I think as terms of a guy that you can pretty much bank is going to be solid every week, it's him. He's got an added uh, weapon this year in Jamar Chase, who I know struggled in the preseason. Um, but I think T Higgins is going to pick off from where he left off. Got a great running back in Joe Mixon. I like the Bengals, not necessarily win the game, but I think fantasy wise, I think they're going to put up numbers this year and pick up right where they left off before Joe Burrow got hurt. You know, Cardinals and Titans, uh, Canterbury, James Conner, and DeAndre Hopkins. They're all starts here. I like Conner at best as a flex play. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, he's never really had that season, that breakout season with the Steelers. And now um, nobody picks him up until the very end, and he ends up signing with the Cardinals. So I think he's got something to prove. I think there's a good shot for him here. You can't pass on DeAndre Hopkins. But again, you know, like with, um, like say with uh, Lamar Jackson in, in Baltimore, Tyler Murray is the probably the number one running back on uh, on the field at the time. Right, and they do they still have Kenyon Drake, or is he gone now? No, he's gone. Okay, well, to flip over to the Titans, the fact that they're at home, they have everybody back. Uh, obviously, they lost Johnny Smith, but offensively, it all starts with Derrick Henry, a great offensive line. Now they've added Julio Jones to pair up with A.J. Brown. To me, Tannehill is probably the most underrated, successful quarterback in the NFL right now. A great threat himself to run the ball. So I like the Titans at home against the Cardinals. I think the Titans are teed up right now at this point in the season for Derrick Henry to possibly go off and have another great rushing year. I like everybody wearing a Titans uniform in terms of fantasy. 
I think you're right on there. 49ers at Lions. I'm liking Kittle, certainly, and the defense. I'm good on a flex play with Trey Sermon, uh, the rookie. We'll see how much he plays. Uh, that's the only reason I got him as a flex. Uh, he could be a number one RB coming up here soon. I back it off Garoppolo and Trey Lawrence for now. Well, I don't know if I'd back off Garoppolo. If it's me, I, I, I'm not sure I would have him. If I, I'm not sure I would have drafted him only because – you don't know if he's going to finish the season as a starting quarterback. Right. But in terms of him being effective this week, he's never not been effective. I mean, there's been very few games where he's not come through and he's, he's done a great job at winning games. Uh, he's been part of a great team because they've had a great running game. They've had a great defense. They control both sides of the line of scrimmage. I think this is a very weak Lions team. So even though they're at home, I still give the edge to the 49ers. And remember, I mean, uh, 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 what's the guy, Debo uh, Samuel? Debo Samuel. Uh, another effective uh, weapon for them. So I like the 49ers uh, fantasy-wise and to win the game. You know, one of the things that's interesting about this, I have to ask you about this. Jared Goff, now we talked about him uh, in earlier shows and the fact that uh, he's now a, a lion and he's sort of, you know, he's sort of in this ozone somewhere. He's not really, you know, the key guy anymore. He's in transition. Maybe, you know, what does he look like against the uh, 49ers this week? Well, so if you think back to when he was very effective, it was with the Rams he was effective when they had a good running game. He had one of the best defenses in the game, getting them the ball back in good field position often. He was taking advantage of the running game by having a great play action game with the waggles and the bootlegs. Um, but on the downside, he had a tough time getting the ball downfield, dropping back to throw, as you might remember in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And so I think Jared Goff, as long as he goes into games thinking just be efficient, get the ball out quick, make good decisions, be accurate. The problem is he might find himself in a game against the 49ers to start out where he's having to score-wise keep up with the 49ers offense, which is really not Jared Goff's game. At least that's not what I've seen so far right. as a pro. And he's not going to have, with the Lions, he's not going to have that defense. Offensive line-wise, he's not going to have what he had with the Rams. So I don't know what he's going to be with the Lions. I'm thinking if I'm Jared Goff, the way I would go into it is, what do I do well? I want to anticipate throws. He was, remember last year, he finished the season beating the Seahawks with a damaged thumb, where they weren't sure if he was going to even start or not. He came in, he played well. Um, and so I think if he has learned anything, you know, you got to be physically and mentally tough games aren't always going to go just from start to finish, like in one steady ascent, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. Can you mellow things out and make the next good decision? That's what I'm hoping out of, I see out of Jared Goff this week. I don't know if that's going to translate into him or the people around him being great fantasy picks though. You know, this next game, I think, is going to see a lot of starting players uh, for for fantasy coaches. I mean, it's, it's the Steelers at the Bills. And it's a Steelers get to open against a solid playoff opponent. 
Najee Harris would definitely uh, start here. Uh, Pittsburgh thinks he's everything they thought he was. I like Ben here, but be careful. The O-line's new, untried against the Bills. This could be a bad move. Now, if you have a, I, I'm starting for sure, but, you know, you have to kind of really look at this with a, with, with an eye of, of, you know, where they're playing and everything. If you have a comp- competent backup here, I'd make the move. I would put in a, a, a somebody besides Ben if you have a competent backup. Same with Claypool and Smith-Schuster. I do like Deontay Johnson every game. Uh, I'm not, he's not my favorite guy on this team, but I, he's going to get the ball. Ben loves him. And the D also solid, so I would start that. You know, I'm surprised, even though you've got Jack Ham up behind you, I'm surprised you did not wear your Jack Ham jersey this morning. <laughs> um, so I look at it a little differently. The I Bills, am black. I, black. I know. I did notice that, <laughs> but without the gold. But I, I will say this, though. The Bills defensively are legit. And everybody talks about their offense and how they've progressed, and they have. Um, and that's why I think it would be tough for me to, like you mentioned, I, to me, I'm not sure I would start Najee Harris if I have him um, because I think the Bills are that good defensively and the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line doesn't look at least yet that they've answered the questions that they were trying to overcome last year. And that's, yeah, they have a job. Run, they have a job the yeah. ball. Right. Yeah. Whereas I look at the Bills, just the opposite. I think offensively and defensively, they're legit. And if I have any of their players, which, you know, list, as, I'm, as I'm thinking about them, I can't think of one that I wouldn't play. Um, because as far as I know, T.J. Watt is not yet back playing. Right. And so defensively, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are good. But I don't think they are today what they once were. So I think the Bills offense, the players they have offensively are better than what they're going to come up against in Pittsburgh in terms of fantasy production. So I, I would go with whoever I had with the Bills offensively in fantasy. And, and TJ Watt makes the secondary that much better. I mean, he makes Minka Fitzpatrick better. He makes everybody back there better. And they've had some changes in that defensive backfield this year. So it, it's going to be interesting um, to see the, you know, what's happening. I know they, the Steelers will always want to get done those contracts before the first game because they don't like to negotiate during the season. And, you know, they've got Fitzpatrick coming up next year for his contract. So that, that's kind of where the problem is here is they're trying to figure out how much they can give anybody uh, of that caliber. Let's jump over to the uh, Browns and Chiefs. Uh, I, I see a tough day for the Brownies. I see Baker Mayfield uh, meeting, having a tough day. Uh, that means a difficult day for Beckham, Landry, but also good days for Chubb and Hunt, who I would start at RB1. No, this could be the matchup in the AFC Championship game this year. So I don't, I don't see the Browns Actually, even though it's in Arrowhead, I don't see the Browns. I think this is a, a game the Browns could and should win. Um, I think they've, they're building on what last year as an 11-5 and five team, games they probably could have won like Baltimore um, and increased their record even better. I think the combination of Kevin Stefanski and what they're building, not only offensively, but defensively as well, I think has every bit the chance to slow down the Chiefs. And uh, I, to me, if I'm betting this game, 
I don't know what the point spread is, but I think the LeBron, the Browns have a legit chance of winning this game outright. And I think really? offensively, really? I think the Browns uh, run the ball great. So I have no problem playing Nick Chubb and or um, who's the guy they got they end up getting from the Chiefs. Uh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I could never think of his name either. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever his yeah. name is, that guy's legit too. So I think that um, – you know, Beckham and Landry, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I would go I, – I think they're going to have – the Browns, I think, are going to score 30 points in this game. So I would start pretty much any offensive guy I had with the Browns. Guy you're thinking of is Hunt. Kareem Hunt, correct. Yes, yes. So let's okay. move to the Sunday night game because waiting in the wings to join us is Jeff Biggs. Now, Jeff covers the Rams. And, uh, Jeff, welcome to the sh- welcome back to the show. We had you on uh, a couple of months ago. So – uh, so uh, the Rams have a whole new cast with Matt Stafford, now Sony Michel. Uh, what are the fantasy prospects here? Well, I think Rams fans are hoping that they're going to be really big. And when you really take a look at it, there's a lot on the plate. There's a lot to offer. I mean, you've got Sony Michel, as you mentioned. We'll see what kind of impact uh, that Daryl Henderson's going to have in the backfield as well, because he's essentially going to be kind of fighting to keep his job. And then when you look at the receiving core, they have the big home run threat that they've been lacking in Deshaun Jackson, who's going to join Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And of course, they have, I think, one of the, the more underrated and yet emerging tight ends in, in Higby. So I think Tyler Higby. So between that, that group, I mean, there, there's, there's plenty for Matthew Stafford to work with. And again, like I said, they're going to have that home run threat, which is something they've been lacking the last couple of seasons, or at least it's felt that way. And, and one other, one other name to throw out that, that could be, you know, a, a sleeper for everybody, but especially Rams fans. I know Rams fans are excited and they want to see what they could, what he can do. And that's uh, the second year receiver Van Jefferson. So really excited to see what he can bring to the mix. And uh, again, you know, when, when you're a fan and you're excited about your team's prospects, you just want to see all of that come to fruition. You want to see the team play their best and everybody kind of fire on fire on all cylinders. And it seems like this, this Rams offense, a couple of years have just, they, they haven't, it hasn't happened, whether it's been due to injuries or inconsistent play from Jared Goff. It just, we've been kind of waiting for this team to bounce back. And I, I think this is a big year across the board for a lot of people, uh, especially Sean McVay. I, I agree with Jeff here. In the, the beginning of last year, to me, uh, McVeigh looked on a mission. The offense looked good. The run of the ball well. Play action game was going great. It just looked like they kind of uh, got off kilter a little bit in the midway part of the season, which I think now Stafford gives them the guy that's going to be able to distribute the ball in a way that they haven't had there in quite a while, uh, if ever. And so I think that um, that's what I think the Rams defense is going to face offensively. Uh, I'm sorry, the Bears defense, the Rams, uh, defense itself, what number one in the league last year, and they're probably stronger this coming year than they were last year. So I think that the Bears are going to have to overcome what throughout the preseason looked to be a very porous, non cohesive unit up front on the line, and uh, it you know, damn near got uh, Justin Fields, his head knocked off uh, one game against the Bills. And I think that's what 
you know, Bear fans are going, oh, my God, we've got some talent around whoever's throwing the ball. Is our offensive line good enough to establish that running game? They've obviously – Montgomery is an excellent and, I think, writing great running back that's proven he can catch the ball too. But offensive line, are they going to have the answers up front to keep Aaron Donald at bay, not only in the running game but the passing game as well, Brockers and the rest of that defense? That, I think, is going to be the biggest question mark for the Bears. And I'm not sure on the road, game one, they're going to have the answers for that. One, one of the things, Jeff, uh, I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, the, the Rams lost both Cam Akers out for the season and Xavier Jones, who was a promising running back, was coming up. So they go out and get Sony Michelle. Now, Sony Michelle was not the, really the number one back in New England. Of course, last, last year, Cam Newton was the number one back in New England, but <clears throat> he's never really been that number one guy. Do you see him as, a, as, a, as an RB1? Hard to say, Bob. I, I, I think the, the best case scenario would be yes. And as a fan, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. I, I think there are a couple, a couple of a couple of ways to look at it. Number one, to your point, you can say, well, I, I mean, immediately when I heard the deal, my, my natural inclination was, hey, wait a minute. Anytime Bill Belichick wants to get rid of a player, that's probably not good. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. So if Bill Belichick doesn't want him, <laughs> then what does that say? But, but with that said, I, I get it because they're, they're loaded and he really was expendable. And they, they kind of made the, the decision that they loved him the first year and a half, first couple of years, but then he was injury prone and they just decided to go in a different direction, and that that's fine. That's that's part of the NFL. Best case scenario, though, I mean, the, the one thing that, that I do look at it, Bob and Erica, from a positive side is that he is in the final year of his contract. He's playing for his career at this point. Go. He's going to have a, a – couldn't, couldn't ask for a better opportunity to show yourself new situation, uh, new new team – great environment so all the all the positives are there and now it's up to him to show hey you know i'm not injury prone i'm not a bust i, I really am that guy that i was the first couple of years in new england um will that be enough now, the one thing he, he's not really a, a i wouldn't call him a pass catching running back by any means and that really wasn't daryl henderson's strength either uh it isn't his strength either so that's going to be you know, we'll have to kind of keep our eyes on that. But yeah, to your point, I think you know, he's going to have every opportunity to be the guy. And I think that's, you know, he's a Georgia running back. We know how Les Snead likes those Georgia running backs and, and Rams running back coach was his coach at, at Georgia. So all those things kind of line up in his favor. Hopefully he, he can prove it on the field. Well, Jeff, you know, we want to thank you for joining us. And if you had to pick a player in this game, for fantasy, who would it be? I I'm expecting just just for this game. I mean, I, I'm expecting big seasons from a lot of those guys that I mentioned, but I think we're gonna have a couple of big home runs to the new addition to Sean Jackson of the Rams. I think we're gonna see Stafford go deep a couple times, show off that arm, show off that offense, and have a couple of really, really big home runs. I'm I'm expecting a a monster debut in primetime 
bands, SoFi Stadium, big time lights, uh, Sunday night football. I, I'm expecting Stafford and Deshaun Jackson uh, to really have a big game. Well, I hope so because I got season tickets for the Rams and I still haven't sold my Bears tickets. So we got a few days. This is like Tuesday. We're recording this. So uh, I still need somebody's got to step up big time. So well, I know I know Eric's got the Charger tickets, but maybe. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, see, the thing is, he's got like he's got Steeler tickets. And he keeps asking me about that. Right. And but his tickets are on the 50 yard line. Mine are on side end zone. So there's a big difference in the price. I don't think he wants to swap straight out. <laughs> I, mean, I would hope the Bears. I hope the the Bears would maybe throw him a bone and, and give him a pair. Of <laughs> well, I, I wish I could go to the game. Unfortunately, I've got other commitment that day. But uh, that would be a great game to go to for sure. At least, and I'm I'm kind of like with you, Jeff. I think the Rams. This is going to be a hard game for them not to win. Yeah, well said. All right, hey Jeff, thanks for joining us. We're going to let you go now and get back to your. Uh, the rest of your day. See you next time, dude. All right, guys. Thank you. Loved it. Hope we can do it again. Thank you. You got it. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Let's jump back into the games. Uh, we left off with the uh, Packers and Saints. Now, my question is here, will the real Aaron Rodgers please stand up? Uh, we're going to see what kind of season of controversy and what that does for the morale here. I'm guessing not too much either way. So I'm saying anybody on the Packers, start them if you got them. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, that's that's a great Saints defense. They're going to be playing, um, but the Packers don't seem to get they don't seem to get slowed down by excellent defenses. Especially now, you know they lost Corey Lindsley, their great center, but I think they've just retooled offensively and they've signed pretty much all their playmakers back. And uh, it was a big signing, I think, to get Aaron Jones back. Aaron Rodgers has been doing this too long to get slowed down. Um, the biggest question mark going into this game I have is um, Jameis Winston. And I think that I don't think from what I've seen so far in the preseason that would include last season, um, I think the biggest influence on his career uh, is going to be the former Chicago Bears replacement player quarterback, Sean Payton, um, who I think is a phenomenal offensive mind head coach obviously has won a Super Bowl and I think his influence on Jameis Winston is going to eliminate a lot of the decision making process that got him into he would make one bad throw and then that's bad throw he seemed to try to overcome that one with another bad decision and yeah. so on I think that part's out of his game now whether they you know they don't have Michael Thomas to start the season well, but I think they've games. got other depth as well they got Alvin Kamara they've got options and uh yeah, I think the play calling of, of um, Sean Payton is going to make up for and provide a, a nice path for Jameis Winston to excel in a way maybe professionally he hasn't yet. You know, I, th I think in this first game, they're probably going to lean heavily on Kamara, maybe a little bit Latavius Murray as a spell. You know, I because I, you know, with Michael Thomas out, uh, you know, uh, I, I just don't see him having the weapons that he would be getting his feet wet in this first game for them. So I think uh, Kamara is a big play here. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I think if looking at Jameson or Jameis Winston in the preseason, I see him now getting off off of the number one guy and onto the number two guy and three guy in a way that shows me kind of like Justin Fields. He's now reading the defense. He's making accurate throws. He's placing the ball in a position where 
it's appropriate. Like if you want him to keep running, he puts it out front. If you want to hold him up because of the defender out front, he holds him up. He does things that good quarterbacks do. And that's why I think Jameis Winston, whether Michael Thomas is playing or not this week, I still think it, he'll, he'll make good decisions and get the ball to the right guy, whoever that right guy is. Broncos at Giants, we know the, the defense is good on the Broncos, so I'm going to leave that alone. You know if you got him, you start him. Uh, Jerry Judy tops the list of starters uh, on offense, along with Javon Williams, a rookie running back. Rest of the team, uh, to me, really pedestrian, possible flex plays for Tim Patrick and Melvin Gordon. And, and you know, we already discussed the, the Teddy Bridgewater situation. So uh, tell me a little bit about what your thoughts are on this one. Well, I, I like the fact that Teddy Bridgewater came into the Broncos where everybody's talking about, you know, uh, the, who, who's the quarterback they drafted the last couple of years out of uh, Vanderbilt. Oh, uh, uh, Missouri, uh, Drew Locke. Lock. And so Teddy Bridgewater comes in kind of as an afterthought from Carolina, yet he's the guy that ends up winning the job. And you give him the, the weapons that he's now probably never had before with guys like Jerry Judy and uh, some of the other weapons they have offensively. You back him up offensively with a great defense the Broncos have. Now I think Bridgewater gives them that guy that, they don't have to be great offensively. They just don't have to lose the game. You can stack up first downs, play field position, have your occasional big play, have sustained drives that result in points, whether they be touchdowns or field goals, and you've got a good defense to rely on. I like the Broncos. Even though they're on the road, going to be playing in New York against the Giants, I think the Broncos have, you know, their guys on the hot seat this year coming in, Vic Fangio, um, who's a great defensive mind. And I just I like the Broncos to win the game. And I think that that Teddy Bridgewater gives them that steady, consistent. He, he's not a great he's not he does. He's not a quarterback who athletically looks to run. He looks to extend plays to pass the ball. And that's, I think, part of what makes him an effective quarterback. He doesn't get a lot of the fanfare that some of the other high number quarterbacks get. But I think he's definitely, I'd say, more than serviceable. I think he's a solid B as a quarterback on a team that's going to make him look like an A. So Daniel Jones and Barkley, they uh, they good plays this week in your mind? Um, Barkley's got a you know big question mark because he's coming off a torn ACL, but um, you know I I would like to see him kind of get going a little bit. If I had drafted him or if he was on my already team that would be from a, a dynasty league. I know I'm not sure I'd play him against this defense. I'd want to make sure he was, you know, could make all the moves and the cuts and the catch the ball and right. all the things he's done in the past, maybe at least a week before I'd, I'd look for him to be the right matchup. What about Daniel Jones? Is he ready? I, I same. I think, you know, he's one of those guys that can air it out with the best of them, but he can also be the guy that, that comes out of the game with three or four picks and has made some poor decisions. And I think as a guy that if he starts out well, gets two or three games underneath his belt, and he looks like, okay, now he's finally maturing into the decision-maker, uh, Daniel Jones, rather than just the athlete, the guy with an excellent arm. I think I would wait. I would hold out a little bit with Daniel Jones if I had another guy that I could play in place of him. Also Especially against this Broncos. Yeah. What's that? Dolphins and Patriots, you got Jason Sanders, top kicker around. 
Uh, rookies like Waddle uh, or starters, I, I could get behind. I also like Devonta Parker, but I'm still not sold on Tua. I don't know what it is. I just am not. So I know he's 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 making progress. He's he's playing well. But what? Just a week ago, Brian Flores wasn't sold on Tua <laughs> in terms of talking about whether you know Deshaun Watson is going to come. I, I think, as we've mentioned, that the Patriots look to me like think about the way they started last year. They destroyed the Dolphins. Yeah. opening game then the Dolphins come back midway in the season and destroy the Patriots but I think the Patriots have done enough at least to me in terms of what they've put around not just offensively they added a couple of great tight ends and Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry and but their defense also got better and they've got probably in Bill Belichick and that staff one of the best coaching staffs if not the best in the NFL I like the Patriots have made up ground against the Dolphins. And like you said, with questions about Tua, yes, he's looked good at times in the preseason, but you just don't know. And if you match up, here's uh, Brian Flores coming from coaching with Bill Belichick all those years. Okay, you've kind of got the young upstart Dolphins with kind of the, the Patriot way and the Patriot background playing the Patriots who now look to be rejuvenated. I think I'd take the Patriots. I love what Mac Jones has brought them this preseason in terms of he looks like a very solid. He looks just the, the Mac Jones that was Alabama. He looks like the Mac Jones that's now with the Patriots running the same offense. And uh, I like what he brings. And now that they've added some of the other dimensions they have, I like the Patriots in this one. Monday night, Ravens and Raiders. We may get to see Le'Veon Bell here. Uh, he's been invited to try out with the, with the Ravens along with Devonta Smith. Uh, both older players, but Ravens have few running backs without injuries. Justin Hill uh, just went down. So, but you got to like Lamar Jackson. So who needs a running back, right? Uh, Gus Edwards uh, is their other running back. He's worth a flex look. And obviously you're going to play the Ravens defense. And they got a great tight end too. So, well, and, and if you flip over to the other side, you've got the Raiders who, you know, they beat the Chiefs last year and they played well in the other game that they lost against the Chiefs. And I think offensively, they're looking to make that next step. You know, Gruden, when he left coaching for the booth, was one of the better offensive coordinators in the game. So I think that, uh, you know, the Raiders have weapons too. And yes, the Ravens have a, a great defense, but the Raiders have some great weapons, starting with Darren Waller and Jacobs and you know, Henry Ruggs, will he develop into that downfield consistent threat that he looked to be coming out of Alabama? And then you got Derek Carr. So this is going to be a great matchup to me. The Raiders, both the Ravens and the Raiders have something to prove this game. And on Monday night, sparks are going to fly. All right. There you have it. Kramer and Brill Fantasy Football Podcast, now a video cast as well. Hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Lipsum, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast. And now you can also see the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Grill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandGrill.com. That's the easiest way. For our guest, Jeff Biggs, my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill, and we'll see you next time.